1: Visit sprout.ph/payrollstartermonthly5k. If you missed that, don't worry; we have it in the description box of this episode, so click that too. And again, big shout out to Sprout Solutions because your time is too valuable to be spent on paperwork. Reclaim it with their payroll starter. Now, let's begin this episode.
2: The Hustle Share Podcast is brought to you by Payoneer, a digital payment platform that provides online money transfer. With its fast, flexible, secure, and low-cost solutions. Businesses across the world can pay and get paid globally. Visit Payoneer.com now. Also by Chatbot PH. Save time and effort for your business. Automate how your team does customer service, marketing, and key redundant processes. All by using a chatbot. Invest in your own chatbot now and use AI to run your business go to www.chatbot.ph.
0: Because startups are meant to grow fast. And so anytime somebody tells you, wait till you're finished with school, wait till your product or your service is perfect, wait till you've raised enough money, most of the time you, you should ignore that. You should just charge forward. And I think you guys mentioned this as well, but you're always going to be getting a lot of conflicting advice. You're always going to see at minimum Two different ways you could go. Don't just wait there, weighing the decision, the pros and cons of each one or anything like that. You just have to move.
2: Welcome to Hustle Share. The podcast that features the daily grinds of unique hustlers around the world. To show not our differences, but that our hustles are very much alike. Now here's your host, Ronster Bei Pyong.
1: Welcome to the first ever Hustle Share Live. My name is Ronster and I'm your host. And this episode is powered by Payoneer, a digital payment platform that provides online money transfer, empowering businesses around the world to grow globally. We are a proud affiliate of the podcast network Asia But before we begin, I'd like to remind you, just like any other normal episode, that this podcast contains not-safe-for-work language, so make sure there are no kids around when you're listening to this. Because today we're introducing a brand new format of Hustle Share where we record very great panels that we're a part of. And today, we were luckily part of SparkUp 2019 conference where Business World invited us over to do a live podcast panel. And this is also the first time we were going to have three guests at the same time in front of a live audience. So it was very, very groundbreaking, but unlike our normal format where we talk about the whole daily grind, we will be discussing a common topic. And today's topic revolves around startup life and what it's like being a founder, where our three guests will be sharing their inputs on what their take is on certain topics about startup life. And our guests are Patch Dulai of The Spark Project, Spark Pereiras of PearlPay, and Andrew Rothgaber of Zipline. And during the panel, we will be discussing three key topics that we're going to do a deep dive on with the first one being the worst advice that they've gotten during their startup life. And the second one is what they look for in a co-founder and the stories behind them wanting to have co-founders that they've never had. And lastly, we'll be talking about failure and their most profound failure they've ever had in their startup. So if you're ready to learn the first ever Hustle Share Live from Sparkle Summit 2019, Let's begin this episode right now. Hi guys, my name is Ron and um, I'm a startup founder and uh, podcaster. So today, uh, for the first time ever, we're going to be doing a live podcast. So everybody, does anybody know what a podcast is? It's okay, I don't judge. I won't judge you, but silently I will. But um, basically, a podcast is a internet radio show. You listen to it using Spotify and whatnot. And what we'll do here today is we'll be recording, and we actually are. Um, we'll this will come out this Thursday. And just to talk about a little bit uh, what I do, so you don't freak out, and we'll we'll do rounds in a bit. Um, we have a podcast for Startup PH, so all these things that we're doing here right now. We're part of a community called Startup PH, right? And I created a podcast called Hustle Share because this this community has been very, very good to me in allow, allowing me to to be able to fail again and uh, sell Chatbot PH after twelve months. But one thing that was ingrained to me from the very start was when you become successful, you don't pay me. Don't be selfish, pay it forward. So I said, okay, what, why should, what, what platform should you do? Okay. um, Events like these um, happen too few in far between. And I can only talk to a handful, but if we put it in a podcast platform, anybody that wants to listen about a hustle of something uh, is there. So the, the, the podcast basically revolves around talking about the hard stuff, not the stuff that we we put on paper, the metrics and all that, we're going to keep keep it real. So, just a heads up. I might say, block, I might bleep out a little bit. So, don't tell your mama tonight. Okay? I might say some bad words. So, don't tell them. Okay? Just hash, hash. Okay. So, as we always do in the show, so as we're speaking, we're going to hear the same thing when we upload this. Um, I ask one question uh, per thing. And the question is, what's your hustle? So, for each of you guys already talked about it in detail, but for the benefit of the people that are listening to the podcast, uh, please tell us what's your hustle. Let's start with you. Uh, Sorry, wait one second. Okay, let's start with you, Andrew. Uh, What's your hustle?
0: My hustle is about surrounding myself with the right people to help me achieve whatever my goals are with the company. And so I think the most important thing that's probably relevant to to this crowd here, full of young entrepreneurs and aspiring entrepreneurs, is to make something people want and then hustle to find product market fit. And to do that, you really have to get in front of as many people as possible. So I like the quote that someone gave earlier, which is, if you're not networking, you're not working. That's not just about expanding your network. That's talking to users and making sure that you're providing something that they want.
1: Okay. Now there's two sparks here. Okay, I don't know. You like, you like having Sparks, this uh, Spark up? But let's talk about the name of Spark. For Spark, Reras of uh, Pearl Pay? Spark, what's your hustle?
3: Okay, so always have beginners in mind. So I used to work, because I used to work in the banking industry for over a decade. So I, basically most of my colleagues or co-founders treat me as an expert uh, in, in the consumer finance uh, card payments, uh, corporate uh, payments, banking and finance, uh, using technology. But, um, but when we're solving, you know, when we're innovating, I mean, uh, like, for example, this is the problem. Uh, the average cost to set up a digital banking platform is $4 million US million. And what we're trying to do is basically to, to uh, provide the digital banking platform for the rural banks. Okay, the rural banks, the initial capital is basically half a million US dollars. So they don't have enough capital to, to, uh, to acquire those technology. So we need you know, a beginner's mind you know, to bring down the cost of, of, of this uh, uh, financial technology, uh, digital banking platform. So I asked actually my co-founders, they were the one, you know, uh, because I, as an expert, you tend to think narrowly. Right? So listen, listening to them, oh, it gives you another round of uh, perspective. So always have a beginner's mind. So that's that's my hustle.
1: All right, so that's good. And lastly, another Spark, Spark project. Um, this one for Patch Dulay. Again, for the benefit of those listeners from on the podcast, what's your hustle? So I'm Patch Dulay.
4: I am the founder of the Spark project. And my hustle is the Spark project. So we enable and conscious
1: energy. sorry, Fasters. sorry. Fasters. someone's running don't, don't kill us oh okay there you go he got really mad oh okay he's coming back okay, okay. sorry perhaps go you, yeah. you look mad <laughs> coming into here yeah alright there you go. That's sharing. Okay. It's sharing. Oh well, wait, he, there you go. Oh, okay. Now we're confused. Okay. There's a <laughs> mic test. This is mic test, not spark test. Yeah. Do you want me to say Guess okay. please. Hi. Okay,
4: so I'm Patch. Uh, so my hustle is the Spark Project. So we enable creative and conscious enterprises through crowdfunding through the power of the crowd.
1: All right. Sounds good. Okay. Now it's time to keep it real. You mentioned your stories earlier. What keeps it? going but just like what we do on the podcast right we 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 talk about the real stuff let's talk about you you were talking about how to make it as a founder right as a founder you always need advice and whatnot or mentorship for you guys um What's the worst advice you've, oh, you've received? Because the thing with advice is that you always take it with a grain of salt. And when we're when you're young, like for me, you always be like, hey, you know what? You're doing some, yeah, just to put things into perspective, my first startup was about nightlife. And people always like, what are you doing? You're just trying to do clubbing all the time. You get drunk and whatnot. And then um, people give me the weirdest advice because they don't see the vision. I'm pretty sure we've all had that type of, of weird criticism we've had. For, for you guys, what's the worst advice you've received in your startup? Or worst feedback someone told you that you remember? Patch, I'll start with you.
4: Okay. Um, Well, first part project, because um, we are also a conscious enterprise. We want to enable um, local, smaller businesses, also those who are mission-driven. So I... I don't remember when, but some some people would um, approach me because crowdfunding is such a powerful tool, right? So they approach me and say to me, "Hey, you should focus on a different kind of market. You should do you you should focus on say this sector because there's more money there." There is some truth to that, but I feel like it was harder for like for me as the founder of my startup. Uh, there are certain values and certain you know vision the vision of the Spark project has a, goes a different way. so you know when when I receive those kinds of comments um, as a founder, it's really up to you which which kind of feedback. Uh, or suggestions to take and which feels right for you.
1: But as a follow-up question, how do you know which one to take and not? Because especially if you're mm-hmm. you're a first-timer, right, I have yep. an idea. The tendency of people that have ideas, what do you think about my idea? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And of course, it's an open-ended question. If it's an open-ended question, you get the mm-hmm. randomest question. How do you take the ones that you're going to take uh-huh. and the ones that yeah. you're not going to
4: take? I think it's a... It, it, over time, uh, it, it really depends on the founder, I think. like So over time, you get to have a stronger... You become more solid with what you want to do and also feel more strongly about what you're starting or what your enterprise is. Of course, at the beginning... If you don't know where you're going or where you're headed yet and you don't know, you know, the reason why you're starting your startup. It's so easy to take in all the suggestions and go, you know, wherever.
1: And then criticism also will come. Like, and, oh, don't do that. That's then, too bad. Yeah. When, when that, criticisms
4: right? come, it makes you feel bad and you feel like, okay, I'm not doing, you know, I'm not doing what, you know, other people feel that I am supposed to be doing. So... For me, it was a process. It's not something that, it's a switch that, okay, I'm solid with my idea and I know where I'm going. It took really a lot of time and also a lot of introspection within yourself as a founder, knowing what you like and what you don't want and where you want to go. So when those things come in, I'm more ready to filter in what's good for me and what's what's not. Okay, thank you. Now, for you, part, what was the worst advice
1: okay. you gave? Did you say, oh, don't do the banking, banking thing anymore? Just stay <laughs> in the bank.
3: You have nice money there. Or was it different? Okay, so, well, let me share my, my rookie mistakes. You know, uh, 2015, uh, I was an IT executive from one of the top banks and then transitioning to an entrepreneur, right? So, uh, and, and for me, this is this is my fault, you know? Asking the person... Who, are, who doesn't have any experience about startups, right? Because the first, I mean, my circle of friends would be definitely IT executives or, or bank employees, right? That doesn't have any idea about entrepreneurship. So actually, it's my fault asking them, what do you think about about yes. my, um, my idea, right? And lear- to learning through the process, which is, you know, uh, I love the book of uh, Ray Dalio, uh, which is principles. So you apply um, believability weight. So uh, and and basically for for the last three months, uh, I'm going to share this. Sure, uh, we made two major uh, decisions, right? Number one, are we going to accept the sixty percent, you know, acquiring of uh, one of the top fintech in Southeast Asia? So you got an oh, offer. Yeah, yeah, yes. wow. Okay. And then second, second is that um, are we going to expand in Indonesia, right? Or uh, you know, are we going to how how are we? Uh, there, there is a possibility that uh, we're going to spread our resources thinly, right? So two, two. actually, we, we asked two, right? And there are uh, conflicting in terms of response, okay? One is actually senior advisor to the World Bank and United uh, Nations Development Program. You should focus on the Philippines. That's where you belong, right? You, you should focus on the Philippines. That's your home country. Expanding to Indonesia as of today might not be a great you know, uh, it, it it might not be a wise decision. Right. Then I asked, hey, let's have you know. Uh, I'm going to contact Jojo Flores. Jojo Flores is one of uh, the co-founder of Plug and Play. So we just got onboarded by Plug and Play uh, about three weeks ago. Shout out, Launcher! Eh? Yeah. <laughs> so so I I um I see Fernando. I say, Jojo, uh, you know, uh, we were we were. Given this advice, not to expand to Indonesia, but you know we will be missing about three hundred million population in Indonesia, and and Jojo, actually it's classic. You know we plug and play. Okay, we can we can easily bring you partners. Okay, one of one. Okay, in in the Philippines, I made some uh, pretty good reputation in the banking industry, so I can I can I can send easily an email. You know, to the Bankers Association of the Philippines or even to the Rural Bankers Association of the Philippines because I built that reputation for over a decade. Got it. But in Indonesia, I don't have that reputation but Plug and Play did. They have. Ah, okay. Right? So now we are expanding in Indonesia. Okay? So, so you took Jojo's advice and
1: whatnot. So you're real well, well in the middle of that. What made you choose that advice versus the other one? Because again, those are two valid point of view. And the thing with advice, guys... Advice is always given from a person's point of view. So it's very important that, you know, you, 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 like Mika said, you have to screen out like, am I asking a basketball advice from a nurse? That doesn't
3: make sense, right? But for you, how did you choose that, that advice to expand? Okay, well, basically, the, the senior advisors uh, to the World Bank, United Development Program, versus, you know, a guy who has been doing startup you know, for over uh, two decades, right? As a matter of fact, they were the one who, you know, uh, early investor of Google, PayPal, Dropbox, they have eight unicorns under plug and play. So, I mean, that alone, in terms of believability, weight, right, as an accelerator, and that's the key, that's the the primary purpose of startup accelerators is to... uh, to help startups, you know, get accelerated, right? Right. So, and and for for us, when when uh, as the founding team, you know what? I think we think, right? We we will choose the advice of Jojo, who has been in the startup industry for over two decades, mm-hmm. right? Versus a senior advisor to a development uh, agency, such as the World Bank in United Nations Development Program. So, got it. Thank you for that. Now
1: for you um uh Andrew I keep saying what to call this I'm sorry I'm I'm bad with names uh, at least I could have called you spark cuz it would have been a spark <laughs> Fest, like what I have said but um Andrew what's the worst advice that you've had is it you know, don't fly your drones in like camigin or Romblon and there's aswang there and if they get the blood they'll drink the blood as an aswang or no what's what's the worst advice you got
0: I, I think the worst advice I've, I've ever received is anything around waiting because startups are meant to grow fast. And so anytime somebody tells you, wait till you're finished with school, wait till your product or your service is perfect, wait till you've raised enough money, most of the time you, you should ignore that. and You should just charge forward and I think you guys mentioned this as well, but you're always going to be getting a lot of conflicting advice. You're always going to see at minimum two different ways you could go. Don't just wait there, weighing the decision, the pros and cons of each one or anything like that. You just have to move. And so the worst advice I've ever gotten is any advice related to waiting, especially when it comes to waiting until your product is perfect. It's never going to be perfect and you're never going to know how close it is to perfect until you get it out there and people start using it so don't wait.
1: That is correct. Now, second question, in terms of co-founders, um, you know, you've all started out with not just alone, you've always had people that that uh, uh, you've worked with. What type of expertise or character ca- character traits, you mentioned this earlier during the talk, uh, Spark, uh, that you look for in a co-founder, or if there's something that you missed out on that you wish you had in the early get-go, and, I mean, hindsight, 2020 let's start with you because you started this out okay. with your conversation right?
3: okay well in my in my case uh founding the the pearl pay right so the idea started in 2015 uh basically uh uh i started with the presentation deck plus a business plan but i know how expensive it is that using the traditional system components of a digital banking platform so you know you basically i i parked the idea having the traditional mindset of an employee that oh i don't have the capital—it's very expensive. So I I, I part the idea, right? And then later in 2017, that's the time I receive a call from a friend that uh, basically wants to enter the fintech. So uh, about 90 seconds pitching this idea, I fire up my my laptop and then showing the full-blown business plan and then the the, the pitch deck, yeah. right? So and and this we, we have been friends uh, um, uh, basically for about uh, more than you know uh, about five years. Right but uh, as a startup right it just so happened that I I I am fortunate enough that um um I have been surrounded by highly skilled highly skilled software engineers like for example our chief information security officer he used to be a professional drummer right wow um but he was hired as a chief solution architect by NATO so what? <laughs> with, you know and, and in 2015, I helped him, you know, doing some prototype because he was doing uh, um, um, with his uh, pet project and he needed a consultant for chip card because it, uh, one of the components uh, of his prototype is chip card. So I got introduced by one of my mentors uh, um, uh, from from a previous bank. And from there, he will, after, after a week, he he came back to me, you know, completed the entire prototype. And for me, oh, this is you know, this is a, a two month uh, project, wow. finished in one week. And now he was asking me, hey, Spark, I I, I want to know your billable. So how much is your hourly rate as a consultant? Right. And for me, oh man, this is this man is great. I should partner with this. Okay, I should partner. one day. One day yes. we will do business uh, uh, together, a startup. So I I told him you know what? I enjoyed working with you. Okay, forget about the bill, right? So uh, let's keep our relationship open. And uh, now he's one one of the co-founders. How did you convince
1: him? Because I mean, at the end of the day, good people will always know that their value is worth something. For you to, because guys, just to put things into perspective, when you put a startup, it doesn't have to be the Avengers right away. Think of it like you're Nick Fury. First, you're probably going to get Iron Man first, Thor, whatever. So you don't have a Black Widow or whatnot. You get, they, these, come, these people come at a different stage. But for them to leave their agenda, their bills, to take the risk with you, how do you get them to jump ship and see what you see? Because that's the hard part, you know? And most people, when they're like, yeah, I'll help you out. And they'll slip you an invoice. Here, pay me. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, shoot. Right? So,
3: how do you make them do that for, for, for you? Okay, so uh, like for uh, for this particular co-founder, uh, his name is Nap Catillo. Uh, he has been in the uh, UK living for about three decades. And as a matter of fact, before he returned to the Philippines, he, he has an offer, you know, uh, at the 101 Ways. Just a quick background about 101 Ways. Uh, you know, Pivotal Labs, is uh, they're the top engineers in the world, especially in the U.S. They're the ones who train the software engineers of Google, Facebook, Twitter, uh, and Silicon Valley startups. And the counterpart of Pivotal Labs in the Europe is actually 101 Ways, and he's being invited as one of the partners of 101 Ways. Okay. But this is how I convince him. You know what? Because after, after helping him, right. you know, pro bono, Wow. on his pet project and, and basically we the technical discussion is just basically five minutes. Because okay. we 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 already have the foundation for that. And then after uh I told him, oh you know what? I have an idea. Right. Okay. You know if just just one 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 tagline. Okay. You know if 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 China's union pay, right, and India has rupee, the Philippines should have Pearl Pay. Right. Oh. Okay. And, and and now he was oh my. I mean we d- d- we, d- we don't have that right, right yeah, we right. don't have it but you know what we, d- we we have we have the market obviously we have the population and and for me this is one of my uh, i want to expose all the startups from the philippines to you know to the entire world right because you know, as a filipino startup you know e- every time i go for example hong kong singapore right they look they look at the philippines you know as just 110 million consumers yep rather than 110 million minds to create right so and, and for me we have that 110 million population 110, 110 minds to create and, and and that has been you know uh, and for me that's that's my uh, personal advocacy and but that's how I got on boarded uh, uh, our chief information security officer. That is amazing. Uh, for, for you, uh,
1: Patch, is there any co-founder uh, that you wish you had or how do you re- did you recruit your co-founders?
4: Um, when we started Spark, we were actually around seven. Seven. So that's a lot. Wow. So it started out really more of as a side hustle passion project. We want, we, there was no crowdfunding in the Philippines yet. And we wanted to test the idea. Okay. So we, when we all banded together, it was me, I started it. And then I was looking for a tech co-founder. Okay. But that tech co-founder really was a group of um, developers. Okay. Which I banded at. So a I dev ordered, shop. Yeah. Uh, yes. They had their, uh, they, they had uh, their own dev company. Got it. Uh, so that they were the ones that tech the tech muscle behind Spark Project. And then I also had a couple of those who are more embedded in the community, the marketing and the social entrepreneurship side. So we were able to put together a good team. But then again it started out as something that we wanted to test out. So over the years um, the commitment of all seven of us were also tested. Of course. So it came to a point where we had to sit again, sit down, but sit down and reevaluate our participation wow. in okay. the company. So for some startups, I guess we were more of the luckier side. Yeah. Um, for more, it was also, it was in danger also. Like if we didn't agree on anything, it, we would fold, right? Correct, we would, correct. would close shop. But I think what got us through that um, that that challenge was all of us were more mature enough to actually sit down and talk about our contributions to to the company. Some of my co-founders had to beg off, okay. and some of them we re- re- re-evaluated our stake in the company, and we got through it. That was like maybe on our third year slash fourth wow. year. So yeah. Um, we were able to get to that. So I think that was a learning learning for us. Um, and after that ki- that talk, um, there was no need for us to look for uh, and uh, bring in more founders or like more people into the team. So it was more like getting a working team, and operations team in
1: place. What follow-up question for you? Because you said you mentioned... Most of you or if all of you were doing this as a side hustle. Yes. And that's normal, by the way. Guys, one biggest mistake that I always did when I did. It's like, you know what? You go you need to go all in on your startup. So I didn't do anything on the side. And by doing that, you you have no, nothing to pay the bills. And if you say... Passion, passion, passion. If you try to pay Meralco with passion, they <laughs> you will know, cut your line. So <laughs> you should make sure that something is paying the bills so that when you do your thing, it's not that for you. Patch. How did you take the wheel? Because you're CEO. Yes. You take the biggest risk. Yes. How did you join? All it? right. I
4: need to set my example with my co-founders. I'm jumping all in. Mm. What was that turning point for you? Um, so I, we did start off as a side hustle, even myself. So I was keeping also a consulting job for me to be able to pay my rent and all this stuff. Um, it it came on the fourth year of Spark Project where we were able to validate and we were also more solid, solid where, where I wanted who I am as a founder and where I wanted to bring Spark Project. and that's a time where I started paying myself. There you go. Fourth year. So, and we're seven years old. So I yes. started paying myself. Um, it took a while. So I think that the turning point for me is um, a personal decision. Got it. Uh, and second is the the viability or the business yeah. model. We were able to at least, we are a work in progress, but we were able to secure a revenue stream that could, sustain myself and a few other members of the team so that was the decision point or the turning point for me to say okay i will um put more of my time in a week here for spark project
1: okay sounds good. now andrew for you uh before we do your second to the last question um what was that um for you who was the people that you had to look for you wish you had when you when you were starting out
0: I've been very fortunate. I've always had great co founders. But I will say to anyone considering doing a startup in this room, choosing a co founder is probably the most important thing, is the most important decision you'll ever make. If you're doing it right, you're going to be working in one of those tight rooms that we saw on one of the earlier presentations with somebody day in and day out. So, on top of the obvious things, like you need to make sure you choose a co founder who has a high tolerance for risk, for uncertainty can pivot when things aren't going well and so on. You need to make sure that you like this person. And that might sound obvious, but I've seen a lot of startups underrate that aspect and they, they, they struggle as a result. And think of it like this. You're going to work on your startup nonstop. So whoever you choose to found a company with, you're essentially married to that person. And if you do it with two or three people, you're in a marriage of three or four people. And if those people are married you're really in a marriage of six to eight people because they have wives who are giving them advice and you don't necessarily talk to them. So imagine being in a marriage with six people, but you can only talk to three of them. It can get really complex. So choose your co-founders wisely. I think if I could choose one quality, it's probably a comfort with ambiguity because there's always a lack of information. When you start a new product, so you have to find someone who's comfortable with that.
1: Okay, now let's talk about the hardest part because all of us here, um, one way or another, has had a big fuck up. Okay, now let's talk about failure real quick. Can you share with us your most profound failure or biggest fuck up that you've gone through, and how did you bounce back, or what did you learn from that experience? Let's start with you again, Andrew.
0: Start with me. <laughs> Uh, well, I'm going to take the easy way out and just continue my previous answer and say that the biggest mistake was choosing wrong co-founder. Um, I mean, never underestimate how hard it's going to be to extricate yourself from that situation. And we did, I'm not talking about zipline. I'm talking about a previous company. I found. Okay. But choosing the wrong co-founder is, is a huge mistake. So be sure that you do that wisely
1: okay um for you smart how did what was the biggest fuck
3: up you've had yeah uh well with my previous uh, uh company uh, you know choosing the right co-founder is very very profound for me oh there are two out of three if
1: it's three out of three don't have a whole founder yeah, th- th- <laughs> <laughs> you know oh, yeah.
3: that's one the number one criteria for for choosing a co-founder is that somebody that i can grow grow old with you know, and then skill set, of course, but that's the number one criteria. Yeah. Somebody that I can grow old with, because, uh you know, talking to the uh, to your team members that there will be no salary tomorrow. Okay, explaining why, right? Uh, th- that's and and for me that is, and um, for some reason these people actually they are there they're still with shout out guys. to you <laughs> <the> co-founders <laughs> okay. and, and and, and for yeah. for 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 how many months yeah. right no no salary understanding and this is me basically being transparent right. okay we missed uh, you know uh uh some 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 milestone yep. so we are unable to to raise funds but if you continue to believe i mean uh <laughs> We can we can we can see the light and and now and now basically we completed we recently completed our pre-series A round. Wow! Congratulations, guys! Give him a round of applause. Libre. They will libre us today.
1: Oh,
4: there. Thank you to Pearl Pay. Oh, uh, <laughs> how about you, uh, yeah. uh, Patch? For us, it's also founder. I mean, for me, it's also founder-related. What the hell? So when, we have co-founder issues. It's is more, <laughs> when you start, eh, you get so excited with the idea. Right. And then when you, when you get all excited, you organize yourself right away without really sitting down and right. clearing things up with how, what, what everybody will contribute to to the vision, right? So I think when we all start, when I started Spark Project, it was kind of that. It was we were pressed in a way pressed for time slash excited to get things started. So I assembled the team yep. that who were game okay. without really thinking long term. Got it. So I guess my yeah. So my advice was really when you start something. Understand that there's excitement, but also see beyond that. Because if you're looking for someone, you want to basically kind of like be married with that co-founder until long, long, long term, until forever. So you have to take your time in a way to really um, get to know and like sit down with your future co-founders. All right. And again,
1: just to add on to what, what, what these gentlemen said, if you mess up choosing... Uh, a wrong co founder, there's a glimmer of hope, and it's an illegal piece of paper. And I made this mistake myself, so it's four out of three. I don't even make sense, but four out of four. You never give up equity or a piece of your company for something that they, that they have not earned. So if you're looking at your colleagues here, like, hey, let's do a, a startup, there's this thing called vesting. Vesting basically is. um Telling your company that this company, just say for example, there's four of us. We'll get 25% each, right? But you don't get the 25% each. We earn it through time and through milestones. In case I don't deliver, I don't get my full 25. I only get like 5%. So in case that you have to let them go and I'm not doing my part, it's okay. It's like technically a prenup in marriage. Make sure you hit them with a prenup. So you make sure you hit them with the best thing. All right, that's it for it, right guys. But before we leave, uh, guys, just in, invite over people to your startups. This is a quick message for the podcasters who are listening to this. Uh, Patch us with the...
4: Message to... To
1: podcasters about uh, which, uh, Spark Project and whatnot that, 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 okay. that they should look forward to.
4: Well, yeah, for Spark Project, um, for anyone who wants to explore crowdfunding through for their own startups, uh, go to the We are We are working towards becoming the first crowdfunding website in the Philippines that offer all four crowdfunding models, which is the donation, rewards, lending, and equity. So,
3: yeah, looking forward to uh, hearing from you guys. There you go, Swart? Okay, um, to all the aspiring founders or startup entrepreneurs, uh, there are two things to really, you know, consider. Okay, uh, first is uh, having a purpose. Okay, because all the successful entrepreneurs, they have this in common, you know, uh, Facebook, Amazon, Google. Like, for example, for Google, their purpose is to organize the world's information, right? And, and, And second is basically all successful entrepreneurs, okay, they can summarize, forget about strategy, product, features. They didn't quit. Okay, they didn't quit. For me, when I when I mess up on my second venture, I can just easily give up and go back to the corporate world, you know, uh, living a comfortable life, right, paycheck to paycheck, right. But for me, you know, um, as an entrepreneur, we should not give up. Okay, so two things uh, for for all uh, startup, and I encourage, especially the the, the students, you know, uh, uh, let us show it to the world that the Philippines. It's just not the 110 million consumers, right? Uh, but a 110 million minds to
0: create. Okay, so that's it. There you go. And Andrew? Well, if you're listening to this podcast or you're in this room, it's because you have a good idea and you want to bring it to market. So choose the right co-founder. Don't wait and find product market fit. All
1: right. So, again, thank you guys. But before we end, I'd like to remind you to don't forget to follow Hustle Share and check out all the Pinoy podcasters and podcastnetwork.asia. And I'll see you guys in the next
3: episode. Peace. Thank you.